everyone. Welcome back to Seriously. We're kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's anyway. like, like, you know that one video where, uh, like, Anderson Cooper's talking and Melania's like, hi. It's literally you right now. On that note, let's roll the intro. Okay, um, I'm one of your hosts, Anna, <laughs> and I'm the other, Zora. <laughs> so, um, what are we doing today? A lot. So, we're back. <laughs> um, I know it's been, like, what, two, three years? Four, four years? Five years? Did we even start? I don't um, know. Yeah, so we wanted to redo, restart, rebrand our whole podcast, just because... You don't want to answer? <laughs> <laughs> you had it. I you don't know I had more. it. Yeah, but, like... You know, <laughs> we just wanted to come back, come back yeah. strong because we got a lot of things to say. We got a lot of things. Um, actually, you don't, I do, yeah, but true. before very we get true, into that, true. yeah. So, in the spirit of Halloween, the month of October, we're gonna do something spooky, spooky, ooky, spooky, ooky. We are gonna, dis- that was well, spooky. not we, huh? That was very spooky. Thank you. Um, so I propose this idea to Zora today. In the spirit of Halloween, the month of October, we are gonna go over a crime podcast. You sure about that? Hold on, let me try again. Um, <laughs> here, I got it. So we are going to be looking and listening Ooh. to creepy crime podcasts. Unum's research because I don't have the time to do that stuff. Yeah. So Unum found like a true story. Is it true? Or is this like it's a very true? Did you make this up? No. Okay. So it's true. She researched it. She wrote it down on her little iPad mini. So um, oh my god, that's really long. I know. We have a lot to cover. <laughs> she scrolled for two minutes. Literally, I put my heart and soul into this. I'm really excited. I am kind of a crime enthusiast lately. I only listen to crime podcasts now, and so um, I wanted to um, express that love to I just everybody else. Be a part of them. Oh my god. But yeah, um, we're not going to do this like all the time, unless you guys want that. Uh, all five of you listening, if you request, even one of you. That's that's sweet. Yeah, like we'll do this. Um, I like crime. Not like in general, I just like listening to it. <laughs> I'm like, right. you go crime. Right. Um, but I do like listening to some of it. But if it gets a little spooky-ooky or like gory, we might have to cut you off. I can't do that. If you're, like, saying, like, they're cutting off people's heads, I'm going to No, like, I'm no. okay. I will put some trigger warnings, and I'm, it's not going to It's not too gory. It's a really interesting case. Am I going to cry? Maybe. Maybe. But I tissues. just want to um, preface this by saying a little disclaimer as well, that, like, crime stories and podcasts, they're all fun, but, like, they are real victims with real families who go through this stuff, so... I do want to bring some sensitivity to the actual victims and make sure that we're not like, I know we're called seriously, we're kidding, but there's, you know, there's a part of it where we don't want to seem insensitive. So if we come across that way, you know, no ill intention towards that. We understand. Absolutely not. Yeah. This stuff is serious. Um, But it's also good to get these kind of cases out there for like awareness and um, just getting like everyone, you know, like the victims names out there and what happened to them, you know? Yeah. It's serious stuff. Serious stuff. So, Zora has never heard this um, case before, and I honestly knew about it a little bit, but I 
did not know to this extent. Okay, I will ask you this. Did it take place in Maryland? No. DMV? No. East Coast? No. United States? Yeah. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking over and I'm like, I I can't read anything. Okay. I'm also not like the best storyteller, so bear with me. I should not have done this. (laughs) This is not us. Who are we trying to be right Okay, now? but, like, if the story is very captivating, I will be captivating. It is very captivating, because this is the story of the Scream Killers. Ghostface? Based, yeah. Oh. Similar to Ghostface. There's some similarities. So, um, if you don't know Zora in real life, um, good for you. But also... <laughs> what? She's a movie head, so I wanted to pick something that kind of I catered. do not like that movie head. You're call, a movie like, head. No, I call myself a film nerd. She's a film fanatic, there and she's a film file, if you will. Get the hell. Can we just start the story? I feel like I'm being disrespected. Yeah, so they're called it's the, the Scream Killers, um, the murder of Cassie Joe Stoddart. I don't know if I'm saying Cassie that Joe? Cassie Joe Put some respect Stoddart. S-T-O-D-D-A-R-T. Oh, I thought you said Cassie Joe daughter. No, Cassie Joe Stoddart. Again, I apologize if I'm saying this wrong. Um, okay. That's right. You apologize. I'm getting into this right now, so shut the hell up. Got it. Thank you. Um, all right. So Cassie Joe Stoddart was a 16 year old girl living in Pocatello, Idaho. Have you been? Say it one more time. Pocatello. Pocatello. Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello. Okay, go ahead. This is really (laughs) So, Pocatello is a small city that is predominantly, you guessed it, conservative, white, Christian. Who would have thought? She was born on December 21st, 1989, and she has two siblings. One older sister, Christy, who's six years older, and a younger brother, Andrew, who she was really, really close to. So, Cassie was known to be kind, intelligent, loving, and ambitious. She was also an artist who spent most of her time listening to music and drawing. Her brother, Andrew, described her as a headstrong role model in his life. And they did everything together and a lot in common. I feel like that kind of sounds like us. Why am I getting sad all of a sudden? Because I know there's no happy ending. No. I'm thinking of Cassie. Am I not headstrong in your role model? Absolutely not. Right, okay. Just don't wanna... Did you lose your place? No. Nope. Is that why you're stalling? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anywho, um, so people who knew Cassie knew she was a radiant beacon of light and was taken too soon. It's a beautiful way to describe somebody. So our story takes place in September of 2006. Cassie. Shit. What? <laughs> what happened? September 26. Nothing. I was like, oh my god. How old was I? <laughs> like 10? 9? 8? God. I'll give you some time to do the math. Um, While you're doing that, let me continue on. So, again, our story takes place <laughs> in September 2006. So, again, Cassie's 16 years old. She's in high school. So, you know, at that time, you ain't got a lot going on. So she got a call from her aunt and uncle who just moved to Pocatello uh, a year ago. So they're new to the area, don't know a lot of people. So they reached out to her to watch their house for the weekend when they, as they go on a, on a getaway. Red flag. On a vacation. Red flag. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what? no. Just watching someone's house, red flag. Why is that a problem? I'll, I'll talk about it later. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're just going to solve it, like, within the first paragraph. That's fine with Anyways. Me. So, Cassie, um, unlike you, was thrilled to... 
house. She not only would earn some money, but she also loved spending time at their house. So Cassie agreed to it. And on Friday, September 22nd, she made her way to their house after school. So now being a typical teenager, guess what she does when she first gets there? Smokes. No. Watches TV? No. Those are drastically different. (laughs) Party. She invites her boyfriend over. That was close. Yeah. Matt Beckham. Beckham? I'm saying that weird. Beckham. (laughs) Matt Beckham. So Matt Beckham. Um, So she invites him over to keep her company. Matt, however, decided to invite two other friends. So I... Freaking Matt. So I don't know if it was agreed upon with Cassie that they would invite more friends, but... Some of the sources said that Matt just, like, invited one person and then the other person came with. Um, so he invited his friend Brian Draper and Tori Adamsick. I think that's how you say it. Again, I apologize if I'm saying these names wrong. Why are you acting like they're going to hear this? They might. Who knows? Um, but, yeah. I don't know, again, if it was agreed upon between both of them or not. But Cassie agrees to it and she gives everyone a tour of the house when they get there. Um, and then the four of them sit down and watch a scary movie in the spirit of well it's september but like you know it's spooky time that's the perfect time to get ready for halloween exactly so they start watching kill bill volume two that's a good one right um but halfway through the movie brian and tori the two friends that they invited over said they're bored and they want to leave let them leave halfway that is so rude and guess what they said they said we're gonna go to the theater and watch a movie okay i would go with them yeah so those two leave, uh, but then Cassie and Matt just, like, finish their movie. About 15 minutes later, the power goes out. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. They figured they'd just wait for it to come back on, but then they got this really eerie feeling. It eventually came back on, but before that, weird things started happening. So, the house that she's staying at, they had, um, I think, two cats and two dogs, something like that. And then the dog started growling at the basement door. Mm-mm. And absolutely not. See, remember when I said red flag? Mm-hmm. This is why. Mm-hmm. And from the basement, they could hear a lot of noises. So this is also why Cassie and Matt decided not to go downstairs and like try to fiddle with the power. They were just like, let's just wait it out because I respect that. Yeah, don't go to the sound. You either leave or you just hold on. This is really off go. topic. Are your lights changing in your room? They are changing. Okay, I thought I was having a stroke. No, no, no. <laughs> They're changing. I have a really cool room. Um, anyways. You made me lose my place. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not telling the story. They didn't want to go to the basement because no, no, there no. was some... No- oh. They, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to go to the basement, so they heard some noises. Um, okay, so, like, this really freaked them out. So, Matt ended up calling his mom to see if he could just, like, stay with Cassie. Um, sweet. And wait it out and all that kind of stuff. But we're not sure what the mom's exact response was. All in all, she said no. But um, some sources say that she did offer Cassie to stay at their house. She just didn't want Matt and Cassie alone at that house. By 11 p.m. that night, Matt's mom came and picked him up. So um, right after he talked to his mom, the lights came back on, so everything was fine. So I feel like they were kind of at a place like, oh, everything's fine. It was just like a weird thing that happened. Um, But later that night... Cassie would hear even more noise from the basement. Absolutely not. She was in the living room and could hear everything. She heard aggressive banging. She heard things falling and doors slamming shut. She knew something was wrong by this point, but before she could do anything, 
two masked figures came out of the basement. Absolutely not. Wearing long sleeve black shirts. Who is making me feel uncomfortable? And gloves. They both wore red and white horror movie type masks. Cassie warned them that if they tried to attack her, she would fight back. Wait, she told them that? She said that. She, she said, said, if you come any closer, if you try to attack me, I will fight back. I have never heard that in my life. I love that. That's good for her. But that was the last time she would be seen. Alive. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, that's... It's not funny, but the way you set that up was very misleading. Listen, guys, you gotta like, put I'm gonna fight you, but this might be last time. <laughs> we know this is a serious thing, but you guys have to understand, like, our humor, like... When things get dark and really uncomfortable, we just like to laugh it out. It's nothing to be... Like, we're not trying to be offensive here. We're just... Speak for yourself. Oh. So two days later, her aunt and uncle are on their way back from their vacation. Their 13-year-old daughter, so Cassie's cousin, was the first one to enter the home. And what she saw would haunt her for the rest of her life. There on the floor... And this is a trigger warning if you're, you know, a little queasy. Ooh, that's for me. There on the floor was Cassie Joe dead stabbed 30 times in her neck back and abdomen oh my god so word spread quickly in the small town the state put the homeowners which was aunt and uncle in a hotel while they investigated the house from top to bottom there were no signs of a forced entry suggesting cassie let her murderers in herself and nothing was taken which ruled out robbery so what was the motive and who could have done this the friends hmm well, investigators immediately turned to Matt, the boyfriend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. So, before the killing, he was the last one to see her alive. Matt knew he was their number one suspect, but he was really eager to help. He himself had grown mm. suspicious and anxious when Cassie didn't return his calls or texts. Little did the investigators know, though, that Matt wasn't the suspect, but he would lead them right to the actual killers. Wait, so he was innocent? Yeah, so he was cleared. Um, he was their main suspect for a while, but... Um, it's always the boyfriend slash husband. Yeah, but he would lead them to the killers, the murder weapon, and also videotapes of what transpired before and after that murder. Wait, so they brought video cameras? So the killers recorded before and after. They didn't, kill the, they didn't record the actual murder, but they were vlogging pretty much. That's messed up. I feel yeah. uncomfortable. So, let's go back to late August of 2006. This is yeah. a month before September, which is when the murder happened. So, it's late August. Oh. And Joe Lacero, another Pocatello resident, receives a call from someone asking him to purchase knives for them. Joe agreed, and he purchased four knives for Tori and Brian. Those are the friends? Yep. Oh, my God. Tori and Brian had passionate interest in serial killers like Ted Bundy, who he called amateur. Ted Bundy? The he, serial killer? They idolized serial killers and would call them amateurs. Wait. I think I know this story. Okay, we'll see if you know it. Okay. <laughs> um, can you, like, act like you don't, though? <laughs> so, they had a passionate interest, and everyone knew it, in serial killers in horror movies, murders, that kind of stuff. Um, they would shoot short films and discuss how much they would like to murder people. They believed, and this is a quote from them directly, there should be no law against killing people. I know it's the wrong thing, but hell. Hell. You restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want to do it. What type of dumbass shit is that? 
That's so stupid. So Brian specifically, though, he his desire was to kill as many people as possible. Like, he wanted a high body count, but not, like, that kind of body count. He wanted to kill people. Um, and so they would record a bunch of videos talking about this, and you can find all of those videos online. You have a link? I do, actually. That's ridiculous. I'm so disgusted by this. Disgusting. Um, so they had actually planned on killing Cassie days before it happened. So they had heard that she would be home alone and they took this as a motive and that it was kind of meant to be. So mind you, Cassie was their friend. In one of their videos, they said things like, we're sorry, Cassie, but we have to do it. And also said things like, we're going to make history. Said who? Um, that was Brian. Brian's a dumb... No. Mm -mm. They literally were like, we're going to make history. And then in another, um, girl, sorry, I would be like, bitch, let me see you try. You know, is that him? <laughs> I think that was Thunder. <laughs> oh my God. It's so spooky right. out here. Anyways. And in another clip, um, that they recorded before the murder, they said, and quote, we found our victim and as sad as it may be, she's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter and her friends. So I think he said and her friends because they knew that she was going to have the house to herself. But I think she thought they thought like she was going to have a party or something. And they were going to like just kill everybody. Who the who they do have, they think they are? Billy Loomis and who's the other one? I don't know. Shaggy. Isn't that his, isn't that Billy? Is that Billy? No, Billy is the boyfriend. Who's. Yeah, you're right. Who's. Yeah. We're this, talking about Scream, by the way. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like. People used to go to, like, the movies, so they said. People, like, played basketball, football. What happened to that? What kind of extracurriculars are these? I know. It's ridiculous. So the day of the murder, which is September 22nd, 2006, Brian's recording Cassie at her locker at school. So there's an actual clip of this. You can see it online. And in the clip, she looks uncomfortable, but she still talks to them. Then it cuts to them writing a kill list on their desks or on their notepad or something like that. Mm -mm. And they're talking about, like, what legacy they're going to leave behind. And they assume that, like, no one's going to see this footage until they're dead. But they're, like, talking about, like, how excited they are to kill, the legacy they're going to leave behind. And they're, like, in a classroom and this is happening. So, like, the teacher's, like, looking over, like, what the hell are you guys talking about? So, like, Brian's just like, shh, all right, she's looking, she's looking. So, like, they literally just had the camera propped up during class talking about this. 2006? Like, early 2000s, mid-2000s, was wild. Ridiculous. That shit doesn't happen today. Maybe it does. I don't know. So, later that night, they had actually planned on going to Cassie's, like, on their own. Um, but Matt had given them a call. And I, I don't know if, like, again, they Matt invited both of them. Some sources say that he was closer to, to Tori. Some say that he was closer to Brian. Um... And others say that, like, either one of them or both of them actually had a crush on Cassie and, would, like, had flirted with her. So there was, like, some weird stuff with that. Um, but nonetheless, like, mm -mm. Matt had called either one of them or both of them and invited them over. So they thought, like, that whole thing was perfect. Like, okay, they're going to invite us over. Like, we can, like, kind of set things up a little bit better. Because they had just planned on, like, breaking in. And um, their plan was actually, since Matt was there, they were like, okay, we'll just kill Matt, too. Like, their goal was Cassie, but he, they're like, since Matt's there, let's just kill him, too. So, they were going to scare Matt, like, lure him out, kill him, and then go in and do, like, 
their great murder scene. I just, like, don't understand, like, okay, I would have beat the shit out of them. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I just don't know what I would do. I mean, I know what I would do. I mean, like, it's- She did tell them what she would do. Didn't work, but- Oh, my God. But, can I ask a question? What's up? So, when they said they're leaving for the movies, right? We'll get into it. Oh, shit. Um, She got all the details on her little mini iPad. I do. So basically, what I'm getting at is, like, Matt gave them a call, and he personally invited them over, and, like, Cassie was cool with it. Like I told you, when they got there, Cassie had given everyone a tour of the house. So during this tour, the two of them unlocked the back doors. (gasps) And then when they had claimed that they were bored and decided to go see a movie at the theaters, what they really did was go down the street to get dressed and recorded a little bit, like, a little bit of a clip, like, showing their excitement before they, like, went in for the kill. And that's when they re-entered the house. And like I mentioned earlier, remember how, like, the lights turn off? It was them. It was them. They turned the lights off in the basement, and they were making noise to lure them downstairs. Like, what? So, they again, they decided since Matt was still there, they would just have to kill them both, but the pair either saw Matt leave. We don't know if this is for sure. Like, I don't know. I've seen different sources that, like, they realized Matt was leaving, um, and others say that they, like, Matt called them for some reason. Matt was like, hey, I'm leaving Cassie's. Um, Interesting. So, if Matt called them, they took the call in the house. Like, they were in the basement, like, wearing a mask, wearing, like, these long sleeve shirts and gloves, taking Matt's call, acting like they were at the movie theater. So, once Matt left, that's when they got into it. They made as much noise as possible to lure Cassie downstairs. But again, Cassie was terrified and she knew better and didn't go downstairs. That's when they grew impatient and went upstairs to confront Cassie themselves. And when Cassie said, if you come at me, I will attack you. That's when Brian initiated the stabbing and went for her throat. (gasps) My thing is like, what does she mean by she gonna attack them? Like, does she have a weapon on her? No, like, it's just, like, a way to, like, you know... Defend yourself? Yeah, like, hey, like, I will fight back. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, go down easy. Um, and this wasn't planned. Like, they... The whole plan was for her to come downstairs, and they were gonna, like, scare her and, like, then kill her. But Brian just went first and just stabbed her in the throat. And obviously she went down, and they stabbed her 29 more times. Oh, my God. So after this, the two leave and they go back to their car and this is only 30 minutes after the murder. They get the video camera and they record again. So They got a lot of nerve. They do. And a lot of storage in their memory card. That's messed up. I don't think that last part was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So in this clip, they're literally like breathless. Like they just ran a mile. But they're, like, also, they're, like, in shock. Like, they have, like, adrenaline running through them. Out of all the video clips, this is the one that I think is the most disturbing. But this is what ha- what was said in that clip. So, Brian goes, we just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not an effing joke. Tori goes, I'm shaking. Brian then says, I stabbed her in the throat. And I saw her lifeless body. I- it just disappeared. Dude, I just killed Cassie. That's dark. That's so dark. I have nothing to say. It's crazy. So after that, they went to the movie theater. They bought the tickets. 
And then they took all their evidence, such as the clothes, mask, the videotapes, the knife, and anything else in their possession, and they went to Black Rock Canyon and they burned everything. Mm. But the question is, how did police figure out it was them? Because you know what? Their alibi doesn't make sense either. They bought the ticket later. Not me trying to investigate this. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good point. So the way that investigators found out is they had had something to do with the movie theaters, actually, and the tickets. So, uh, I'm just saying. I could be a detective. I literally, when I, like, when I read this, I was like, I would not have thought of that, and that's so clever. And what, like, I will me? use this trick on my kids if they ever say it. Oh, snap. You'll see why. So... Again, Matt kind of pointed them into the direction of Tori and Brian. And so that when the they heard of them, they brought um, Tori and Brian to the station. Um, they separated the two, but they're 16, so they're minors, so the parents were still in the rooms. Um, and then they questioned them. So it's reported that they are both really fidgety and frazzled throughout their whole interviews. Good. They stuck to the same story that Matt and Cassie invited them over. Then they left before everything happened to go watch a movie. The movie that they went to go see was Pulse. Have you seen it? Pulse? Pulse. 2006, I guess. What's that? I don't know. Sounds familiar. So again, the two even went to the movie theater. They, hold on. That's messed up. They watched a movie called Pulse. Well, they didn't actually watch it. And they took the Pulse. I don't know if you were listening, but they went and burned the evidence. Oh, <gasps> that's, oh, I didn't know you were making that kind of a connection. It was not, okay, you know what? We don't keep moving they along. They pulses. I see what you mean. But this is where investigators got them. They Get them. asked him. So, tell us about the movie in detail. Shit, that's me. <laughs> and neither of them could answer the question. They weren't expecting to be asked that. Like, I would have just, I would have said, I literally would have been like, I fell asleep or like I was super high or something. You know what I mean? You would have like a legit. That's us too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, neither of them could answer it. And that is what, like, That's got smart. the ball rolling. So, they're 16 years old. Like, they're they're going to be paranoid. It's their first, you know, kill. Like, they're all talk. And then, you know, they go through with this. They're in shock. They're, like, processing what just happened. Um, but it was Brian who ended up cracking first. So, he ended up changing his story. In his version, he said that they just wanted to scare them. And when Cassie didn't come downstairs to the basement, Tori was the one who ran upstairs and started stabbing Cassie. Oof. Brian was also the one who led the investigators to the evidence that they burned, including, again, the black boots, rubber gloves, a pair of black gloves with four different knives as well. So one of those was a serrated blade that Mm -mm. looked like a dagger. They also had the Halloween-style mask the Sony videotape, and a different camera. But in Tori's version, he said he was too scared to go upstairs. So the blame game between the two is why everyone deems us the scream killers. So they're both blaming each other. They're not like, you know, they, they were besties making blogs together, making all these videos together, and now they're just like, no, he was the one who went upstairs. I stayed downstairs. And now the cops have the videos. They have the videos. And I don't know if you remember in that... The, the transcript that I read of when they recorded their reaction after, Brian was the one who said, I stabbed Cassie in the throat. Yeah. I killed Cassie. That's a confession. Yeah, but he was the first one to say, it wasn't me, it was Tori. Shit. Which is insane. So the police have that on camera. Like, Brian literally... Played that shit in court. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, 
the cops don't disclose that they have the tapes and then these two plead not guilty and then they're just like uh-huh don't you have to submit play. evidence though you do but the the um defense doesn't always know so <laughs> they go to court they're clearly found guilty of first degree murder and get them <laughs> and they both receive life sentences without parole good as they should but they both tried to appeal after Idaho passed a law that minors can't get life sentences without parole, but both of them were denied. Good. Brian eventually took responsibility and accountability for what happened, but Tori still claims his innocence today. Even with the tape? Mm-hmm. Stupid. Well, Tori wasn't the one who said it on tape. All he said was, I'm shaking. Okay, yeah, I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but he hasn't given up, so he appealed in 2015 and 2017 and 2020. Bitch needs to sit down. And they were all rejected. Good. What's really heartbreaking is, like, the cousin who found her, she has had breakdowns since. And oh, poor girl. Again, trigger warning if you're um, sensitive towards, like, unaliving. Um, so, what? Unaliving yourself. Oh. Yeah, that's what happened. So she did attempt that. Um, and then the family, like, they were put in a hotel while the investigation was happening, but they literally couldn't get back to the house. So, right after, they put it on the market, and the house didn't sell until 2015. Damn. Yeah. And her uncle took it really hard, too. He said, quote, I just quit living and started drinking. Damn. It makes you appreciate things a lot more. You never know how fragile life is. You never know how easy it is for someone to be gone the next day. And then Andrew... um, her little brother also Aww. took it really hard. He yeah. said, we love her. It's always going to be a part of us. It's not like it's ever going to go away. It's always on the back of our minds, but we focus on keeping our family strong instead of focusing on the bad. We focus on the good. And when she was still around, nobody should ever have to go through this. I agree. And that is the case of the scream killers. Why'd you tell me this? Scream is like my, no, not my favorite, but, like, one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite horror films. And the fact that, like, these dumbasses are out here doing this stuff. I just, I, like, I'm familiar with the case a little bit because I think the videos are on YouTube. Yeah. Right? I watched them. It was insane. Yeah. So, I just remember watching the clips, I think a couple years ago. Because it, like, resurfaced or something. Like, oh, on man. Twitter or something like that. I remember. But I just didn't know the full story of, like, how it went down. That's wild. Yeah. It's just so heartbreaking that, like, that was... Like, she knew them. Like, those were her friends. And, like, they had planned this whole thing. Like, they had enough time to reconsider. They had enough time to, like, pull out. But they came prepared. Like, they got the knives, like, a month before. Moral of the story. Trust nobody. Trust nobody. When I was, like, looking at it and reading, I was like, I wonder how, like, the boyfriend feels. Yeah, because he invited him over. But he would have died, too. And, but the thing is, even if he didn't invite them over, they would have still come. But, like, I, okay, this is why I said this was a red flag. You leave and, like, your child or your niece or nephew watches the house by Mm -hmm. themselves. Absolutely not. Well, they're going to have someone watch the house. They'd rather have somebody who they trust. I would not have them sleep over, though. Put that alarm system on. What? Okay. That's what privilege really right there. me, and I don't know if it's just because, like, <clears throat> the type of mother that we have, how did no... Because, like, no one found her until the 
aunt and uncle and their daughter came back. From oh, vacation. like her parents? No one found it. Like, Matt was like, oh, like, I couldn't reach her and I got anxious. But, like, why didn't he go to the house? And, like, why didn't the mom call? Like, do you That's know That's a what good I mean? question. Like, no shade to the mom. Like, I mean, this is 2006, so maybe they didn't have, like, these worries. Did they have cell phones? I don't think it was as common to have cell phones. No, I don't think it was, like, landlines were still a thing. I mean, obviously. Yeah, so maybe, like, she tried calling, but she was, like, whatever. But, like, if I haven't heard from my daughter in two days and she's 16 years old, like, I would... If I didn't hear from her in, like, two hours. Yeah. Girl. Mm-mm. But, again, it was a different time, so maybe that was, like, normal. But... Maybe also, like, her mom just knows that, like, our dad, whoever she lives with, knows that she's at a family member's house and, like, they yeah. sh- she's gonna be safe. Like, you don't think that, like, when your child leaves to go watch a house that's, like, your relatives, that that's gonna be the last time. It's just wild, dude. No, it is. That's crazy. And the fact that they recorded everything, like, what, what was everything? the point of that? Like, was that to show or, like, show people, post it on the internet? Was that for themselves? They like, record it because they're, like... We want to be these serial killers that when we die and people are looking, like, they forget it's us, like, they'll have, like, these, these clips to, like, for their legacy. What legacy? That was dumb. It was really dumb, but. Stupid. I know. It's, it's really heartbreaking. Like, as I was just reading up on different things, like, they, they really highlighted the point that, like, it was a clean case, like start to finish. They had everything. Like you can't disprove. You can't. They were probably playing like those videos in court. Like, could you imagine them being like, "I didn't say that," and they pull it up? I have no idea. I wonder if I think they just went into it saying, "Oh, if I was on the jury, I'd be like, guilty, 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 guilty. Get the asses out of here. Guilty, guilty, guilty. That is so wild. That kind of like makes me think of like the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Did you watch it? I did. I watched the first episode. It is insane. Like, I haven't finished it yet. Like, I think I'm on episode eight or something. Like, I'm almost done with it. But, like, they didn't show... I wish I'm kind of glad. They didn't show any of, like, the killings. I'm not, like, spoiling anything. Which I liked because I don't think we need to see that. No. Because it's so gruesome. But, like, just knowing that he was doing that and... Like, the neighbor was trying her best to get the police to come, but because his victims were all black and brown, like, the police, especially where they were living, they just didn't care. Yeah. Like, I heard, like, that in the first episode, if you haven't seen it, like, spoiler alert, but, like, the guy who escaped and then he went to the cops, apparently, like, in real life, they told him to go upstairs and get the keys for the handcuffs on his own. Really? So he escaped twice. Because he didn't go back and then... Dahmer was like come inside and like try to get him again and then that's when the cops went upstairs and that's when they found everything like I think in the movie Scream they say like scary movies create serial killers something like that you know what I'm saying oh wait I know what you're talking about that one quote I, I hate the fact that I don't know what the quote is you can look it up I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's there but like yeah it's just so creepy but, yeah, that's the case. I was going to do another one. It was had to do with R-A-P-E, and it was, like, the East Coast. I don't want to know about that. R-A-P-I-S-T. No! It was local. Like, they're... Local? Yeah. Like the Maryland, DMV? Virginia. Like, literally. Absolutely not. You keep that case to yourself. I it am. It was nope. so disturbing. 
I was, but the thing is, that, like, one of the events took place on Halloween, so I was like, okay, maybe it's fitting. But it was just so disturbing that I'm like, I don't. Even you know what I want to do this. now? I want to go watch Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. That is enough scary for me. Now let's be real. I'm probably gonna watch a scary movie. Listen, if you are a nasty little murder obsessed hoe, get out of here. Get out of town. Get some help. Don't be you murdering nobody. Shit. You ain't shit. Don't be murdering anybody. Mm-mm. No, don't do it. Mm-mm. I can't believe. Like, I feel for the family. Like, imagine getting that news. Oh yeah. That's what, be from your family, like your fam, their family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if I do. But yeah, like it was their family's home, like their relatives. Is what I'm saying. That yeah. message was relayed from them, probably. That I feel, and I feel bad for the cousin. She had to like see all that. That is trauma to the end of time. So they said in the autopsy report that nine of the stab wounds were fatal. Um, but the good thing is. If there, you can see some silver lining that she did. Like, she was, she was, um, stabbed in the throat, but, like, she died shortly after that. So. It was, like, quick for her. Yeah. Like, she, she didn't go through too, too much pain, but it's still sad. Like, she was only 16 years old, dude. Like. She had her whole life in front of her. Her whole life. But. Yeah. That's the case of the Scream Killers. Um. I hate the fact that that, that's their label. I know. Scream Killers. But I don't know if, like, crime is, like, our thing or not. You can research that stuff because if I research it, I read, like, one paragraph and I'm upset. Yeah. I'm not going to... queasy, queasy, queasy. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to be you're like... You're going to come to me with, like, some shoplifting stuff. Like, Ooh, you're like... Let's like spooky. Yeah. What you know about shoplifting? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but this is... I mean, this is real stuff. This stuff happens. Like... Such a scary world we live in now. I know. I mean, we've always... I think it's always been like that, but now it's just, like... Even worse now, in my opinion. Okay, can I finish my statement about the world that we live in? I don't know. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if you guys liked listening to this, listening along with me, commentating, you know, having your own reactions. Wait, did you know it was them? Like, from the beginning? Oh, yeah, there were no other characters. (laughs) There's a boyfriend. The uncle, the aunt. The cousin. I tried to, like, make it seem like, like, ooh, who is it? But um, I tried. No, I don't think you were successful in that. I think I just kind of picked up on it. Because it's always the boyfriend or the husband. Like, that's always, like, their number one suspect. Absolutely. And it's usually right. But, like, yeah, I think that was a really smart move on the cops where they're like, okay, you guys saw this movie Pulse. What was it about? I That tripped me up. I was like, that is so smart. So that's why when like my kids are like, oh yeah, we're going to see the movie theater. And I'm like, yeah. What movie did you see? Tell What's me about, it about? It. Tell me at least four characters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my god. And if they can't tell you, you beat their ass. Snap. Mhm. Mhm. Oh my god. Just like that. We gotta wrap this up then. Mm-hmm. I'll beat the asses. Anyhoosies. Yeah. So if you guys liked this podcast, I know we're trying new things. So, if you guys liked it, let us know. You can leave us a comment. Maybe we'll do another one soon. Um, and Maybe. Uh-huh. We, got, we got things planned. What do you mean, maybe? Okay, Are I you don't... showing up? What plans? I haven't seen one plan. Don't worry. I'll slide it over to you. Okay, go ahead. And, you're, and you're, with your iPad mini. It's because I ain't got an iPad. Because you got an iPad. 
Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening. And you want anything else? No, just again, our thoughts and prayers to Cassie's family and all those that were affected. Um, and stay safe, stay safe. We appreciate you listening, especially this far. I just like when Halloween's like fun and spooky, but not dangerous. I know things have gotten so freaking crazy. Like all these, like, do you remember there was this one case of like this guy with a chainsaw on Halloween and he'd like chase people with it, but it was real and he like would murder people or like the one that like snuck into the haunted house and killed people. Oh yeah. I feel like that would have been a good case to go over because I don't know the actual details of it. We could talk about that next. I'm down. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you guys liked um, this podcast, leave us a comment. Um, ask us questions. Maybe we'll do like a Q&A. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, we're going to start posting. We have not figured out a set schedule but we're gonna try to post at least once a week so if you guys want to follow us go ahead and click the follow is it follow button you do that stop i don't know yeah so we're on spotify apple podcast google we are pandora we're on on pandora we're on pandora yeah we're on everything so yeah hit us up there and uh we will talk to you guys in the next podcast we're not gonna talk to them they're gonna okay you're gonna listen to us in the next podcast all right bye guys bye